I thought I'd do a bit of a different one today. A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to this guy who would, he lived here in Andorra for, for three years, let's say, right? And he has two daughters. Basically, he was talking uh, and he was just shitting all over the country, you know, calling it boring, nothing for the kids to do, that they were hanging around in the malls all day, playing on their phones all day. And he had about a dozen different complaints about this place. Now, when it came down to it, and he was starting to get questioned about what he was talking about, the whole reason for him moving here to this country was because it has cheap tax, right? There's 10% tax here. So it's a really good country economically to live. The sales tax is really low. But to come here just for that is ridiculous. You know, it's not a great reason to move anywhere just for the sake of a few quid. And for me, this is one of the best countries I have ever lived in. All around, I've lived in Ireland, England, Spain. I was in Germany for a while. And Andorra is, I think, the best country I've ever lived in. You know, look at it. This is everywhere, you know. There are so many things to do here if you have the mindset to do it, right? Especially if you've got kids or for young people or for anyone, right? It's got one of the best healthcare systems in the world, not just in Europe, but in the world. No sitting around waiting for six months to get anything done like it is back in Ireland or the UK, right? You get stuff done here almost straight away. Anyway, look, I'm not going to try and turn this into an advert for Andorra. My point is that the world is as you make it. You know, the journey after you stop drinking alcohol is as you make it. The journey when you're drinking alcohol is as you make it. You know, if you make it shite, it's going to be shite, right? If you think the world is going to be a boring place without alcohol, that's down to you. You know, if you're happy or you're in misery in life, that's largely down to you and how you're responding. Now, you might not like that. You might think I'm being an asshole for saying that, but it's, it's the truth. You know, even in the first few days when you're going through that discomfort, when you don't have any alcohol in your body and you know that you're trying to push yourself to never have alcohol again, you're changing, you've got all that conflict going on. Most of what you're feeling inside is a choice. It's ambiguity, but there's two sides to that. You know, if you've got a conflict, there's two sides to that. If you believe it's not your choice, I cannot help you. Nobody can. You know, you can turn up the dial on these things or you can turn down the dial on these things. You can say some, somewhere as miserable like this guy was saying, you know, you can imagine the responses that he got, this fella. Most of the thing was, well, you know, the border's not too far away. I'll pay for your bus ticket. <laughs> Do you know? So I can play a movie inside my head and see something bad in my life that happened, like my mom passing away, right, and see her after she'd passed away and hold that image in my head. And that gives me all kinds of negative emotions. But at the same time, and in that same moment, I can switch vision. I can play a different movie in my own head to my mum in another situation where she's being my mum and I get a whole different set of emotions. You see the, the difference? I'm controlling what I see. I'm controlling my emotions through what I see, what I'm projecting inside my own head. I can even look at the negative picture and see positive stuff in it if I want to. I can see the positive picture and look at it from a negative point of view. Um, you know, boring is an inside job. Happiness is an inside job. Misery is an inside job. 
Hope is also an inside job. One of the best books I've ever re read, and it's a book that I reread possibly once every year, once every two years maybe, uh, and I'll continue to reread for the rest of my life, is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. You've heard me talking about it a lot because I've learned so many lessons from it. You know, if you, if you think that misery is something that is done to you, and not what you do to yourself, I highly recommend that you read this book. It will absolutely open your eyes. Right, Frankl says, and rightly so, that you shouldn't go out looking for pain or suffering or negative emotions. What's the point in that, you know? Going out looking for something to feel sorry for yourself about. Right, I think most of us, um, we know things are going to happen anyway in our lives. We know shit things are going to come around the corner. So there's no need to seek them out. However, when you do happen in your life to have these shit times, these shit emotions, these traumas, if you like, negativity, discomfort, they can be seen as sources of meaning. That's what he was talking about. He also talked about, and he placed a lot of emphasis on uh, that even the most challenging of circumstances in your life, any person always, always has the freedom to choose how they respond. And this was one of the most eye-opening concepts for me. It's something that I've not only applied to my thinking, I've applied to my emotions as well. And that's where it's really made a big difference to me, how I respond, you know, the, the things that I do and how I respond to, to life, how I allow my emotions do I allow my emotions to take over control of me or do I take control over my emotions? Thinking over emotions. I'm not saying that you don't have to have emotions. Emotions are the whole point of living, but you can control them. You know, it's not that you get to pick and choose how you feel, you know, in the moment, you know, these feelings come up and there's nothing, you know, that you can do about them in the moment, but you can change how you respond to them you most certainly get the, to choose the way that you respond to those feelings. You know, if I feel anger, how many different ways can I react to that? How many different ways can I respond? I can lash out, right? I can lash out physically, I can lash out verbally. You know, I can bottle down all the emotions and let them fester inside of me and do nothing about them. I can calm myself, think rationally through these things and choose what's the best way of dealing with them dealing with the anger without increasing or escalating the anger out of control. And look, you know, I, I can also choose what I get angry about, which is a big lesson. I stopped looking at the news years ago because it was making me angry about things that I couldn't control. So, as I said earlier, we don't go looking for trouble in life. We don't have to. Life is going to bring enough of that trouble to us, right? Enough pain, enough, enough uh, negative emotions. But I also choose to see my emotions as signals to take action. Of course, the signals are open to interpretation, right? And it's taken a long time for me to interpret uh, these signals in a way that doesn't hamper me, that still moves me forwards in some way, even if it's only in a tiny way, even if it's only as uh, a lesson that I've learned and that I'm going to apply now the next time. Maybe even if I don't apply it the next time, it's still in there and, you know, I can make efforts to apply it the next time. Right, so, you know, 
Frankel had a name for these and I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think it was something called attitude values. And he's talking about the standpoint that you take uh, over the inevitable stuff, suffering in your life. And he believed that even in situations where you cannot change the circumstances, like in the face of death or incurable disease, either your own or somebody close to you, a person can still choose how they face those circumstances, which can give profound meaning to the circumstances themselves. Look, when somebody says that the world is this way or that way, good or bad, exciting or boring, it's from a personal point of view. It's how they're looking at the world. It's how they are experiencing the world. I would like to say in that moment, but sometimes people experience the world in such a way that it becomes a habit in and of itself, a pessimistic way of looking at things. You know, when I talk about my experiences since I stopped drinking alcohol, I'm not telling how the world is. I'm telling how the world is to me, for me. But I believe that how you see the world is a choice. If you want to see the world as evil, then the world is going to be evil for you. you know, there are evil, sh evil shit in the world. There's evil people in the world. But it's not evil, I don't think. If you want to see the world as boring, it's going to be for you. Emotions in general are an inside job. They're an internal call to action. It's a call to do something. It's a call to growth, to think. It's a call for exploration. Uh, and it's up to you what you do with those things. You know, when you smother that call with a drug like alcohol, it's like smothering the sensation of a pain. It's like taking a pill for the pain, but not doing anything about the cause of the pain. Um, if you're on the verge of taking that decision to stop drinking, uh, we've got a free gift in the description below. It's the beginner's guide to taking, uh, to unplugging yourself from alcohol. I think it's a really good place to start. It's free, as I said. Um, it's a short course. It won't take you too long to get through. It opens up some of the basic concepts and ideas that we have in the main program, Habits V2. And we try to make your journey not only doable, but also enjoyable, right? It doesn't have to be shit. Like I said, there's two sides to this thing. There's, there's that conflict where you've got the happiness that you're moving forward and uh, the sadness that you're that you're leaving something behind or you're going through the discomfort or you have to go through that discomfort. You know, you don't have to focus on the sadness. You can focus on the happiness. You know, so remember, it's all about shifting your perceptions, understanding the power that you already possess within yourself. So the link's in the description below for that course, by the way, and for the Habits V2 thing. Um, in the end, what you shape um, what you shape in your life is a process of your thinking and your emotions and how you deal with those things. So when you unplug from any big habit, when you unplug from the alcohol habit, whether you see your life as a bank page waiting for you to create this fantastic journey for yourself, or you see it as a void waiting to consume you, you know, this is a choice that you make. The world might be the same, but how you choose to perceive the world, especially when we're talking about unplugging from alcohol, you know, can drastically change your experience. Take care for now.
I'll speak to you in the next one. Onwards and upwards, eh? Bye now.